Insurance, whether it's home and auto, life, health, or business coverage, has always been sold as something we need, but never something that we fully grasped. In fact, we probably understand the basics of a computer more than the basics of our own insurance policies. And in all likelihood, it was an insurance agent who sold it to us and then explained it to us. But that's changing. The insurance industry is recognizing how technology can make a huge impact on how we buy it, where we buy it, and from whom. Technology is even pioneering what we can buy and how long we own it. In short, the old insurance industry is being taken down to the studs and rebuilt. Hello, I'm Chris Henry, and this is another episode of Ahead of the Curve, produced by Gerund, a leading Salesforce consultation and implementation partner. In this episode, we're going to hear from two leading experts on how technology is revamping the dusty old insurance industry and bringing it into the 21st century. Both our guests have designed and implemented technology solutions in the insurance marketplace, and one of them was a principal and co-founder of Embroker, a new breed of company known as an InsureTech, an insurance firm powered by digital technology. Let's begin with why insurance companies see the need for a 2.0 version of themselves. For that, we'll turn to Gerent's insurance practice lead, Don Vukovic. Don has more than a quarter century experience consulting on planning and implementing technology solutions for major insurance firms in North America. More than anyone, he understands what's driving large insurance firms to embrace digital technology. These days, the pandemic has highlighted several areas where insurance companies are having difficulty in technology and their need to embrace it more effectively. The first area tends to be in the digital area around distribution, the ability for them to connect to customers, to prospects, to agents, to brokers, that whole channel in a seamless way is critical to them. Second, being able to take those customers and and being able to service them properly in a unified way once customers come on board, the collaborative nature of it. So we're having a whole set of issues that companies and insurance companies and brokers are having to embrace to bring this together and embrace the technology that's there and leverage that from the old ways, which tend to be more process-oriented. So that's the first area that has been critical and been embraced. The second area tends to be in the underwriting. And the need to be able to do underwriting differently, as simple as it may seem, not having face-to-face contact does impact the way in which underwriting is being done due to the nature of, and I'll take the life side as an example, uh, the uh, need to get fluids from people. So that's an example where we had to rethink how to do the collection of that data, how to incorporate it in underwriting. The same is true when walking through homes and taking pictures uh, with people there. So there's been this whole embrace on digitization in the underwriting process and automation to accelerate it where people are gathering that information without having to be in front of people. And that has started being embraced and needed to be quickly. The final area tends to be with the economic change that is happening with more and more people buying in the e-commerce online. As customers have been comfortable getting this information and being able to buy their insurance products online, they now are looking at the variations 
of the product. So no longer can you have just one product out there that fits all customers that are looking for that variation. The ability to put those products together quickly and enter markets and capture that market quickly is paramount to the success and growth of many of these insurance companies. Therefore, companies are starting to embrace the technology necessary to be able to implement these products quickly. That's both in the design of the products and the technology around the design, but also in the implementation through the rating engines and the way in the structured uh, products are being done and implemented to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So I see those three areas have been uh, significantly embraced for insurance carriers and the technologies, while not completely there and mature yet, are on the leading edge of driving the digitization of the insurance carrier. Yet many carriers have trouble embracing digital technology. They know they need to, but there are often obstacles in their path that hinder the process. Insurance companies are really struggling to implement some of these new technologies for multiple reasons. The first one is the uh, nature of an insurance company, the risk adverse nature that goes along with uh, this type of embracement of new technology that is being forced upon them. Uh, organizations and insurance companies, while they do spend significantly in technology, tend to look for mature technologies to bring in. And so that's the first area that they're having a challenge because they're having to learn about the new technology, the new methods, the new approaches. An example being many insurance carriers really don't understand yet what low code really means and what that software differentiation and how business it impacts the ability for business to incorporate in. So that's part of the uh, nature, uh, number one. The second uh, issue that they tend to run into or challenge that they are having is the distributed nature of the workforce right now and having to maintain on a distributed basis, being able to adapt and adopt these technologies and the processes necessary for them to be effective is a challenge. And they're working through having to truly define their processing in a way that they do it today and they want to do it tomorrow. Before that, there really isn't much documentation. People just did it because it was done that way for the past 10, 15 years, 20 years. Mm. And so therefore that's how they were trained and that's how they've done it. But there really isn't any documentation to say why it's done that way, where it's done. And there are so many workarounds that have been built in that process over the years that are not documented. So that's a challenge to be able to take that and really incorporate in the new technologies that are out there in a way that's effective for them. And then the final area, quite frankly, is the amount of IP uh, that has been built over the years into these old systems that people no longer know exactly what's in there. And so the fear of touching old systems and the rules that are around uh, that have been put in there for, for good reason but are not documented in old AS400 type code or other languages in code that are difficult to identify, to uh, basically isolate and be able to identify what to bring forward into the new. So that's why you've seen many insurance carriers are also looking at this approach where they're taking one line of business and they're doing a greenfield rather than having to migrate over the business to actually put in the new infrastructure using new technology completely in a new way rather than doing the migration. So there are some options for them, but the ability to embrace that new technology really is being hindered or being complicated more than anything else by those 
types of challenges that I just mentioned. While traditional insurers may be struggling with the digital technology question, a new breed of insurer has sprung from the rich soil of digitization. More and more companies called InsureTechs are not only coming into existence, but are attracting enormous amounts of investment money. So what's driving the growth of these InsureTechs? There's actually multiple big trends that are behind the InsureTechs. The first and foremost tends to be the nature of insurance itself and the product. Most insurance products to date have been driven around an annualized concept where you buy it once and you sit and you wait. Personal Line started to break that down in the auto industry down to, in the standard industry, six-month policies and in the non-standard monthly. The gig economy that is exploding and the workforce that has come about in that has really changed the way to look at the insurance product and the timing of it. So insurance is no longer an annual process. It is multi-layered in nature, the product itself. And so you have to be able to rapidly expand to that. Personal lines is critical in that nature, and you're seeing that from a trend line. Uh, also, you all are looking at uh, InsureTechs taking advantage and the investment in there to capture these new marketplaces that are coming on in the uh, automation, the artificial intelligence, the decision-making process, breaking down the underwriting from being a human process to which it was 100% down to making it 10%. And the marketplace around that and the amount of dollars that are being used and generated is very significant, similar to in the stock market and the hedge funds that and the money that has poured in there. It is now pouring into the insurance marketplace. And then finally, really the data side, the explosion of data that is out there being able to be utilized to look at these risks, to take a look at, and in essence, build a better mousetrap than traditional insurance carriers around the risk and therefore the pricing and the return. Those are significant changes that have happened only recently because the leverage and the enablement of technology, information, and the ability to utilize it that these insure techs have really started to drive and that the insurance carriers have now had it to either adopt or adapt to. It would seem that the goal of companies like InsureTechs would be to find and easily reach new customers in far more efficient ways. But Don Vukovic looks at it from a different angle. I would actually say there are opening ways to find new markets first and then customers within them. The gig economy and Uber driver is a new market. It was not there 10 years ago. Uh, it was not there 15 years ago in the way that it is now for instance. And as these markets explode uh, in the e-commerce world, the risk around them needs to be covered. So at first and foremost, uh, they are focused really on the market expansion and the change to the market. The second area of getting to the customer is where they're actually falling down quite a bit. And you're, you're finding that while they made initial inroads, the ability to uh, can do that in where you build a customer base over and over again, they're having difficulty on. And that is where the insurance carriers and others are starting to step in and either gobble up the insure techs, and you're seeing a couple of those uh, announced recently, and or you're seeing partnerships and alignment where cut, uh, organizations who really do know how to get customers on board are starting to take these insure techs and say, you have defined and been able to grab market presence now we're going to go after 
specifically grabbing customer segments within that market presence and coming forward. So that's really the trend that's been happening as of late. The need to streamline distribution, which Don mentioned earlier, is one of the factors driving the emergence of InsureTechs. So what would streamlined distribution look like for a traditional insurer? Julie Zimmer, who has nearly 30 years experience in sales, marketing, product design and distribution for major insurers in the US, has a very clear idea of what digital distribution means. Digital distribution for me is quite obviously tech enabled, but what it's about is the immediacy of the experience the ability to self-serve, and the ability to to deliver customer choices in most cases. I think so often we talk about digital distribution, you know, we think of it in terms of, you know, your traditional broker versus digital distribution. And I think in the early stages of anything, that's that's a perfectly normal um, distinction. But I think if you look at things like, you know, retail, is Nordstrom's a brick and mortar retailer or or is it a is it a an online retailer? And and what I think what'll happen with brokerage and insurance in general is is those those lines will be blurred. And as as we mature on the digital space, digital distribution will cease to be a separate distribution channel and just one more tool in 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 uh, the brokerage toolbox. So it doesn't eliminate or is not likely to substantially diminish the role of the broker or the agent. You know, I don't think it should. I mean, technology is a facilitator and um, it's about moving information. And as an agent or broker, about 70% of everything we do is just moving information. And the the remaining 30% is about advising, um, you know, helping customers understand the products and their options. And, And I think all that digital does, well, digital does a lot, but I think technology allows us to just focus more of our time on doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is advising customers. Julie was instrumental in helping to create and launch MBroker in 2015. MBroker is one of the new insurtechs that are rapidly gaining ground and market share. And the digital platform that MBroker uses is Salesforce. So I asked her what kind of difference Salesforce made. You know, I did. And and, and starting with Unbroker, it it was really a career-defining experience for me because I'm just so passionate about how we deliver a better customer experience um, in the industry. And I I think Unbroker and and other digital distributors that are emerging on the horizon are great examples of that. Um, But one of the things that, that, that we looked at as we built that organization was that in your traditional bricks and mortar, sales is is usually an ad hoc function. Yes, you'll have you'll have some structure to it, but each seller does things their own way. And what products like Salesforce and and we had great success with Salesforce what helped us really define the sales process, the workflows, drive consistency, um, not only for our sellers but you know to create a, a uniform customer experience. And as we, you know, moved into it, we began to depend on Salesforce um, for a lot of our policy management for uh, to create linkage with our platforms and and things of that nature. And I, I I love the product because it's so flexible and allowing us to adapt it to our needs, even beyond just the sales activity per se. Don Vukovic believes that a platform like Salesforce is a critical component 
in helping to shape the customer experience by creating a kind of one-ear, one-voice environment within insurance companies. Salesforce has made great inroads into the insurance industry in managing the customer base across the uh, different channels that an insurance carrier brokerage environment uh, has. A collection of the information uh, in one place for multiple people to use it, the customer information, the ability to look at the hierarchies uh, within that, uh, specifically around insurance hierarchies and exposures, the ability to understand the needs of the customer, the changes that the customers are making and being access to it. That has been the uh, what I'll call the 1.0 that Salesforce has been able to bring to the table to the insurance companies. And when you're looking at a distribution force that uh, carriers now have of both independent agents as well as yeah, possibly exclusive agents and then into a brokerage marketplace, being able to manage that customer base as it grows is really critical in capturing that information in one place so that not only can you reuse it, but you can take care of it from a privacy standpoint. So Salesforce has been very significant in capturing that, that tactical day-to-day CRM level data. What's also interesting is uh, Salesforce has been moving into the area with the acquisition velocity is an example where they're moving into the processing within the industry. So taking that customer information and not only using it to answer questions, to set dates, to be able to do follow-ups, to track customers, but now to also transact is a big part of it. And where that focus has been and starting to be come more and more is in the individual processing. So the bind, the uh, quoting uh, process, that's done up front with customers and being able to manage that effectively across in one place so that the uh, customer can have it as well as the, uh, the distribution, the CSRs and the producers in one place that's effective to answer questions, to be able to bind it then and move through the binding process and then uh, in the future move into the issuance process. So they have been starting to look into the processing and that's a key area that Salesforce then based on the information they've already collected really can leverage and use that type of capability to move into the insurance industry across all the different spectrums in a way that helps out the insurance organization become more effective to be able to be consistent. The final way that you're starting to see it be emerged, which is very interesting to us, is that it's actually starting to also tie in the service aspect of it. So when you think of all the service centers, uh, customer service centers that have been built, and the technologies that have been used around the customer service center to apply that in the insurance world when people come up and start to ask about their billing and start to ask about uh, some of the changes that they wanted to make and the endorsements, that whole servicing, to have that all in one area and to know, hey, yes, I, you, know, you recently have been quoted two times. Is there anything you want to follow up on that? Plus, yes, I'll make that change to the, your exposure or your risk. So Salesforce has done a very good job of positioning themselves to be at a very tactical day-to-day level, helpful for the insurance carriers to manage customers. You're starting to see it become more more and more focused on helping in the process, insurance companies being effective in the process. And then it's gonna move more into a platform solution where it ties together both the customer capability, the actual processing of those transactions and the servicing in one unified platform. That's really where they're going. That's where the insurance companies are looking at. And that is where the most effective value of utilizing that platform will come into play both in uh, cost, process, as well as customer service and customer retainment. Don has defined an excellent example of how a technology like Salesforce is making a big impact within insurance companies. But what's the effect on the customer for whom all this digital transformation has come about? 
Here's Julie Zimmer again. I think before you had digital, it was the broker, the agent, the insurance company who was in control. Yes, the customer is the ultimate buyer, but everybody had to buy it. And the intermediaries and, and, and the providers of the product really controlled the, the, the experience. I think when digital came along, I think it, it, was, it was our first really big nod to the fact that the customer does have choices. And it, 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 you know, everybody thought when we went digital, it was going to be you know, just a commoditization exercise. And, and you know, what I think we have delivered is simplification and speed. And you know, we, have, we spent eons making our product as complicated as humanly possible and then trying to convince our customer it's so complicated that they need uh, uh, us to advise them how to navigate it, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think I think digital has facilitated that shift and kind of at least put a dent in that facade and, and brought our product in alignment with customer needs and the way they want to buy. So that's where I think the big difference is for customers. So- it's empowering the customer. What puts the customer at the center of the whole experience is exactly what drives the sweeping changes occurring in the industry. And that's data, how it's gathered and how it's used. In fact, Don argues that using data on a digital platform creates enormous opportunities for insurers. Absolutely. The amount of data available, the usage of that data, the creative ways to use it, to collect it, to use it, allows you to actually push the decision making and many of the uh, processes up front in the channel versus back in the channel where we used to have to control it in the back end. And then underwriting, if you think about the process, used to be on the back end. It was the last final yes or no before you actually purchase something. Well, now that whole process with the information available as much as possible is being pushed to the front into the distribution channels. And that's the significant change of the distribution marketplace where before it was about getting a customer Now it's becoming platform-based where they're aggregating customers. They're looking for like kind. They're mining the markets with the information, gathering and grabbing the customers, not only the current ones that are fitting their profiles, but identifying where the new customers are coming from and going extensively and effectively at grabbing that new market share. The coronavirus pandemic, ironically, is doing its part to push digital transformation forward. While millions of people are working from home, their digital devices are their lines of communication with their workplace and the broader outside world. At the same time, Julie maintains the pandemic is underscoring a significant opportunity missed by the insurance industry. All of us are relying more and more on on our devices, are, are getting used to doing business digitally and, and actually begin to have a negative brand connotation when we're forced to do business in a, in a less forward manner. And, you know, so early on, we would, we would kind of assign it into demographics. Like, you know, the next generation is going to want to buy digitally, but right now all our buyers are, are traditional buyers. And I, I think we, we really misread that because I don't think it matters what age group you're in. My, my mother's on, on, on Facebook and Amazon buying stuff. And so I, I think we really kind of misread the, the tea leaves on that one. And, and that probably caused us to, as an industry to move slower than we probably should have. We're in the early days of a digitally transformed insurance industry. 
So let's break out the crystal ball and see where the industry might be by the year 2030. Julie Zimmer has a pretty good handle on that. I feel that, you know, bricks and mortar agencies will still be around, but they'll they'll be they'll be working on the higher end customers and they will have digital affiliations or digital arms who are, you know, dealing with the the small, you know, the small and emerging customer segments in a highly automated manner. I think there'll be a higher reliance on insurance company service centers. And I think that'll be facilitated by open APIs into those service centers to create seamless customer experiences through the broker or the distributor brand. I think we are going to see more and more embedded products and and in other industries we're seeing ecosystems emerge. And I think insurance will be a pivotal part of each of those ecosystems because it's a good revenue stream and it's a revenue stream that creates customer dependency in a way. I think we will have simplified the insurance transaction from a customer standpoint. And I think that we will eventually get to a more efficient pricing model that is able to adjust more quickly to changes in demographic is, uh, demographics and is going to be less dependent on customer application sets and, 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 and more dependent on a more sophisticated data modeling measures. I also, I also believe that we'll eventually get to a more bundled insurance approach. I think we have so many products out there right now. I think we will get to a point where we're making it much, much easier for a customer, a personalized customer to insure their life, if you will. So we're seeing all kinds of initiatives in bundling life and homeowners and along with mortgage transactions, along with, um, you know, uh, auto, you know, credit, digital protection, all kinds of stuff that, that an individual needs. And right now they're, they're very disconnected. Um, you may be able to get some of them through a single provider, but not all of them. And um, I, I think you're gonna see uh, coming together of those product portfolios and experiences to make it simpler for customers to protect themselves. A digitally transformed insurance industry will be one where cost control, individualized products, and ease of access are the consequences. There will no doubt also be a greater willingness for consumers to embrace the products once they see how quickly, easily, and affordably they can get coverage that matches their specific needs. Our thanks to Julie Zimmer and Don Vukovic for sharing their expertise and experience. Ahead of the Curve is produced by Gerund in cooperation with Salesforce. Technical production from Dave Grine and the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. I'm Chris Henry. Thanks for joining us.